you know what they say, nothing brings two people closer together than their shared hate for the same individual. Now, let's see how this applies to Middle Eastern conflict, because it seems as though the United States may be on the losing end of this one. Is a Saudi Iranian rapprochement in the works? The Financial Times reports that the two regional rivals held a secret meeting in Baghdad earlier this month. Both haven't acknowledged that the talks took place, but it's thought to be the first channel of communication since Saudi Arabia cut diplomatic relations with Iran in 2016 after protesters sacked the Saudi embassy in Tehran. The attack came after Saudi authorities executed revered Shia cleric Sheikh Nimr al-Nimr. In short, this is what their relationship has been like. The Saudi-Iranian rivalry has become a fight over influence and the whole region is a battlefield. It's why the rivalry is being called a Cold War. Talk is cheap. Saudis helped Al-Qaeda. Saudis are funding terrorists. So they started this sectarian message. Not us. Nonsense. The Iranians are the ones who are exporting terrorism. They're the ones who are stoking the fires of sectarianism. So why are they trying to repair relations now? Saudi Arabia is eager to end the six-year-long war in Yemen against Iranian-backed Houthi rebels. The Houthis have stepped up their attacks against Saudi cities and its oil infrastructure. In 2019, they launched a missile and drone strike on its oil facilities, taking half the kingdom's production offline. US and Saudi officials blamed Iran for the attack. And Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman seems eager to gain favor with US President Joe Biden, whose administration pledged to reassess relations with the kingdom. The Biden White House, though, says it wants to recalibrate the U.S.-Saudi relationship and has made a point of having the president deal directly with the Saudi King Salman, not his controversial son, MBS. The Saudi-Iranian talks are just the latest sign that Joe Biden's election has begun to shift a region. Biden said he will rejoin the 2015 nuclear deal and ease sanctions on Iran. Washington and Tehran are holding indirect talks in Vienna to revive the deal, which former US President Donald Trump scrapped in 2018. Since then, Tehran has breached several nuclear restrictions. The move prohibited under the terms of the 2015 nuclear deal will bring Tehran significantly closer to reaching the 90% required for nuclear weapons. In January, Saudi Arabia ended a more than three-year blockade on Qatar partly imposed because of Doha's links to Tehran. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman insisted on hugging Qatar's Emir Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani as the latter touched down in the Saudi city of Al Ula, the clearest indication yet that both countries were on the way to mending relations. A key player in the latest talks has been Iraqi Prime Minister Mustafa Al Kadimi, who helped forge the meeting. There are also reports that Baghdad facilitated communication channels between Iran and Egypt and Iran and Jordan. And Iranian Foreign Ministry spokesman Sayyid Katibzadeh says Tehran sees dialogue with the kingdom as beneficial to the people of both countries and regional peace and stability. There are also reports 
that a new round of talks are in the works. If relations normalize between Saudi Arabia and Iran, the risks of a wider conflict in the Gulf could ease. But only time will tell if these regional giants who have long battled each other through proxy wars will trade their rivalry for something cooperative. <laughs> what up everybody welcome to rondell's unpopular opinion welcome to the podcast i feel like the podcast is so just such a vibe you know it's such a vibe because i get to kind of really just speak my mind and i get to you know be unfiltered and i get to really speak my piece and you know i don't have to really worry about you know shaking the table in my K Michelle voice but major shout out to everybody tuning in from anchor apple spotify himalaya google wherever you were getting this from because like i said you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with me and i appreciate that and i appreciate you please make sure to tell a friend about this podcast now i try on this platform to be as diverse as i possibly can to speak about topics that a lot of people kind of really would ignore that's what i'm all about and foreign policy is one that a lot of people, especially in the States in America, you don't really hear too many podcasts about. And it is just crazy because I feel as though foreign policy and foreign relations definitely does affect us here at home. It, it affects, you know, as far as our security, it affects, you know, um, just supply of essentials, you know what I'm saying? Like being that a lot of our goods and resources are outsourced globally through through other nations, you know, so it's very imperative to follow foreign policy, to follow foreign relations, because let me tell you something, when I mean to tell you I, how I believe how this is going to go, I honestly feel as though we are moving into some very tumultuous times when it comes to foreign policy. I don't see this getting any better. I actually see it getting worse. And I see this as a bubble that is bound to burst. All right. Now, if you guys are unfamiliar with my other podcasts that I have done, as far as the Saudi led coalition, as far as the Yemeni war and Iran, Syria, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, and the United States and how they play an imperative role in that. I highly suggest that you check out my old podcast before kind of really continuing into this one. All right. But what I will tell you is, is that if you are unfamiliar with foreign policy, you need to think about it as just a set of gangs, the bloods and the crips being Saudi Arabia and Iran. Okay. Think about it like that. Saudi Arabia is the Bloods, and they trying to recruit people to be on their team, all right? And they have a coalition, and they got they set. And Iran, being the Crips, they got Syria as part of they set. You know what I'm saying? It is just really crazy because it's definitely a web, and it's something that is not easy to follow, all right? But basically, it's about just honesty relations, relations claiming sets, and who's down with who. All right. Now, the clip that you just heard on TRT World and major shout out to TRT because they are a Turkish based platform and they deliver amazing content as far as getting the word out as far as foreign policy, foreign relations, especially within the Middle East and Africa. 
Um, they they do an amazing job with covering foreign relations and foreign policy, in my opinion. I highly suggest that you guys check them out. They're on YouTube, TRT World. They actually had a great a great piece that they did with uh, Alan Dershowitz in regard to the whole Jeffrey Epstein case. I highly suggest people watch that, all right? Now, the clip that you just heard, which was about four minutes long, was TRT raising the question of, Will the long-time beef between the Bloods and the Crips, all right, Saudi Arabia and Iran, finally come to an end, all right? Now, think of it as the Saudis and the Iranian governments, all right? They do not like each other. They do not fuck with each other. Instead of them going to war on each other, they're using other smaller states in the Middle East that they claim alliances with to basically wreak havoc within those little nations, all right, with influence, Yemen is a great example of that, okay? And I had a podcast where I spoke about how the Iranian regime has influence in Yemen. Why is it imperative that they have influence in Yemen? Yemen borders geographically Saudi Arabia, all right? That is a problem to Saudi Arabia because if the enemy has influence in the country that's next door then that means that they're going to arm them with military weaponry and they're going to be knocking on our front door ready to turn shit up. And that's exactly what's been happening over the last six years with the uh, Yemeni Houthi people, okay? Yemen is very divided. Yemen is completely a war zone. And between Yemen, Syria, and other smaller states within the Middle East, They have seen so many casualties of war, and that's just pretty much due to Saudi Arabia and Iran influencing these nations and people going at it and going back and forth, okay? It's crazy, but that's essentially what is honestly taking place. And if you kind of really know your history and pertaining to why these two do not get along, you'll hear a lot about 2016 and what happened in Tehran, which is a city in Iran, all right? But please understand that this goes back more than 40 years. 1979, the Iranian Revolution, okay, where Iran was pretty much seeing the Western influence with Saudi Arabia, and they just wasn't fucking with it. Iran sees America as a devil, And quite honestly speaking, I'm sorry to say this as an American, I can kind of see why they feel that way, you know what I mean? But um, it's just very sad that people become casualties of war and that people have been starved out, food ports have been bombed in the process, it's just been a very horrible thing, especially within the last probably, I believe, six years, because the Yemeni war actually started during the Barack Obama, the Barack Obama presidency and when Joe Biden was VP, all right? Like I said, I don't want to get too much into the Yemeni war. I have a whole podcast on that. I highly suggest that y'all check that out. What I'm going to be speaking of is more so elaborating on what TRT uploaded. I believe this was two days ago. And they also had an article that they wrote in regard to the Saudi and Iranian officials reportedly holding talks to patch up ties, all right? So these two long-feuding countries and nations in the Middle East, all right, have been having meetings, secret meetings, and they are not disclosing to the public what these meetings are about. They're not talking to press. They're not giving any tea. They're not spilling anything, okay? 
So a lot of this is kind of really speculation. People are kind of really prying into maybe they're looking to, you know, cease uh, the end to the bloody war that, you know, has been taking place over the past six years. And, you know, as far as schools and, you know, mosques and what have you being bombed, dropping two bombs daily, you know, in places like Yemen, they're looking to see if they can kind of really ease the tension, right? So now you got Joe Biden in in the presidency, and he's basically, honestly speaking, reneging on his word. He said in during his campaign when he was running for president that he was seeking to hold uh, the Saudis accountable for pretty much what was taking place. Um, but honestly, that has, that honestly, it's not going to happen. We all know, if, if you don't know, um, the, the royal family in Saudi Arabia is a trip without their luggage. Let me just put it that way. And we seen that with the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, where that was tied to the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. And Mohammed bin uh, Salman is looking to get in the good graces of Joe Biden because he doesn't want sanctions issued against him. And eventually he is looking to replace his father and become king. Yeah, I know it's a lot. It's it's a lot. But like I said, this stuff is important. And this is stuff that we need to know. And I feel as though it's stuff that a lot of my people probably really don't know. But this is about corruption, greed, and Saudi Arabia is one of our biggest clients pertaining to weaponry, right? Uh, through the F-35 jet missile program, okay? We've made billions and billions of dollars selling weaponry to Saudi Arabia, all right? They are a huge client, and I believe that is one of the primary reasons why the United States would never issue sanctions on Mohammed bin Salman, even though we all know that Mohammed bin Salman murdered Jamal Khashoggi, had his body chopped up, It was a very ugly thing. I highly suggest people research that and look into that and how the crown prince set that shit up. All right. Jamal Khashoggi was an American uh, journalist. All right. Who was pretty much spilling the beans and he was not quiet when it came to reporting on what was really going on with the Saudi Arabian government and all the wicked shit that they were doing. And they got him all the way up out of here ASAP. All right. So here's what I think in regard to what TRT is saying, all right, in these meetings or what have you. I believe that it's bullshit as far as it being peace and them ending um, the war, so to speak. I believe that Iran is a ticking time bomb, all right? And I'm going to go into why. Like I said in the initiation of this podcast, nothing brings two people together than their shared hate for an individual. Okay. This is applicable when speaking about the cold war in the middle East is what they're calling it. The cold war in the middle East. When we speak about Saudi Arabia and Iran. Okay. Now who am I speaking of when I say the shared enemy? Okay. The shared enemy to Saudi Arabia and Iran is Israel, okay? Saudi Arabia don't really fuck with Israel like that. 
they'll try to make it seem like, eh, we trying to play nice, but it's a very mixy situation, okay? And here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna say is is gonna happen, all right? It is no secret that Iran is a holder of uranium, that they are very well equipped in a nuclear program, all right? Right now, they're trying to make it seem like, oh, that, you know, Joe Biden is willing to get back on board and play nice when it comes to, you know, uh, letting up on the sanctions against Iran. And if I'm not mistaken, those sanctions were issued when he was VP, all right? Again, please check out my podcast <laughs> on that. I, I don't want to keep referring to, to that episode, but... That episode is very pivotal into why we are in this situation, all right? The United States plays a big influence on this. Now, the common enemy between the two biggest states in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia and Iran, their biggest enemy is the Latin Kings. And who's the Latin Kings? The Latin Kings is Israel, all right? Now, Israel has also uh, been known to become a nuclear state as well. But in my opinion, I don't believe that their military is as strong. Now, where do they probably get military alliance and backing? Through their coalition. And their coalition is just another word for allyship, okay? Meaning through uh, most likely France, through the United States, right? We've been seeing how, you know, the Secretary of Defense, I believe it is, um, how he's been going to Israel, pay attention to when, you know, these world leaders come together, pay attention when these American, uh, government officials be flying out and be flying over there for these talks. Okay. Please pay attention to that. So the United States pretty much is in too deep with Israel. All right. Too deep to pull out. And I honestly do feel what could happen is is that all the weaponry that the United States sold to Saudi Arabia is going to be used against them or could be used against them. That they done sold their own weaponry to a nation for money and it may backfire where it could be used against them, all right? Iran does not fuck with the United States, you know, and they're seeing it as the enemy of my enemy is my friend, okay? They don't really fuck with Israel like that, and Iran does not fuck with Israel. Israel has been taunting Iran over the last couple of years with, you know, terroristic attacks. Um, one just happened two weeks ago, you know, not, not even barely two weeks ago. And I believe between Israel and the United States fucking with Iran, Okay, between these attacks from Israel to the United States taking out Qasim Soleimani, the biggest Iranian general uh, of in, in history. All right, taking him out. Uh, the sanctions being issued by President Barack Obama, President Trump killing Qasim Soleimani, the attacks from Israel, and the fact that the United States and Israel are besties <laughs> okay on some doja cat and uh sweetie and the tessie you know they riding together right now and i'm telling you iran is only going to be able to take but so much and i feel as though that what could come of these talks could be maybe 
the Saudis terminating their relationship or basically sneaking America and joining forces with Iran. And we all know that Iran probably got North Korea in the back. And to me, that's a dangerous combination. You know, it's it's a dangerous thing. Iran is probably one of the most dangerous countries in the Middle East. All right. You don't want to mess with somebody who, who has a, a nuclear program that they've been working on for quite some time. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to fuck with them. And Israel and the United States have been fucking with them for a number of years. And I feel as though this is going to be a pot that's just bound to boil over and it's not going to be pretty. It's just not. The worst thing right now for the United States to have is for an ally for the past almost 80 years flip on them and w start working with the ops. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it really is insane, but nothing is far-fetched. If there's one thing that we have learned is that the Saudis lie, all right? Um, they definitely lie, and they cannot be trusted. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman just can't be trusted. You just never know, but I do believe that it is possible the Saudis are going to flip on the United States. It could be possible, and if that's the case, it definitely would be dangerous, you know? What I will be doing is, is that I will be keeping my ear to foreign policy to see what's going to take place next, you know, because this is something that's constantly changing and changing. I don't know if Saudis and the Iranian government are going to have another sit down and another talk. But like I said, nothing brings two people together closer than their shared hate for another individual. And right now, the hate is definitely on Israel right now. It's just really not looking good. And Iran is probably definitely securing their own coalition, all right? But I will check y'all in the next one. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. And like I said before, please check out the older podcast on foreign policy that I did, the F-35 missile program, the Saudi-led coalition. Check out all of those. And I will keep my ear to the street to let you guys know what happens next in the turn of events. Because let me tell you, this is something, foreign policy is definitely a roller coaster and a ride, honey, all right? But shout out to you for making this far. I love y'all. Y'all take care and y'all be well. Peace. <laughs>